my name is Julie Turney, and this is the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent topics and trends as it relates to our professions. We're going to have amazing conversations with HR professionals from all over the world, get to learn their origin stories. How did they get into this profession? What do they love about being here? And how they want to set the record straight on that one misconception that really drives them crazy about our profession. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's sound off. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the HR Sound Off Podcast Show. My name is Julie Turney. I am your host. I hope that wherever you are in the world today, that you are having an amazing day. And I hope that this podcast just adds to the love and joy that you're feeling right now as you're listening. So today we're going to talk a little bit about recruitment. My guest is Anthony Lewis. Anthony, how are you doing? Julie, thank you so much for having me. I've been waiting to do this podcast for a while, so I'm excited today. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's my pleasure. Definitely my pleasure to have you here today. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who is Anthony Lewis? What do you do? And how did you get here? Yeah, so so I'll start by a a small asterisk. I know you talk to a lot of incredible HR leaders. Um, I am on the talent side of HR. And so yes. I would define myself as a recruiting leader. Mm-hmm. And I, I I hear a lot of people kind of fall into recruiting by accident. I'm the weird nerd that kind of knew very intentionally that I wanted mm-hmm. to get into recruiting after college. Um, you know, through college, even before that, you know, I had this love of career and uh, was always excited about the future mm-hmm. and kind of what it held. And so in high school, going into college, I would always help friends, you know, colleagues, intern colleagues uh, with resumes. And I would do mock interviews and I'd look at their cover letters and and, and I nerd out about like career strategy. And what do you want to be in five years? What do you want to be in 10 years? Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with that. And, you know, I kind of dabbled through different, uh, you know, career tracks in my mind. Um, you know, that at one point I thought about going into finance like mm-hmm. every typical success hungry 20 something year old who grew up from nothing and, yeah. and quickly realized like I I like talking about finance but I don't like putting spreadsheets and models <laughs> together. together yeah and I, I didn't want no part to that uh, mm-hmm. but, you know after having a lot of conversations with um, mentors and, and, and friends um, I kind of uh, thought well I like people. I like helping people navigate their careers, uh, mm-hmm. the workplace. And so Human Resources is a huge branch. Uh, I started to learn a little bit more about. And then particularly, uh, as I learned more about HR, I, I kind of zoomed into recruiting, right, yes. now acquisition, uh, and started my career in in uh, agency-side recruiting, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is more more like sales and recruiting. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so I started my career banging the phones 100 times a day, 200 times a day. Uh, and I learned a lot. I, I think, you know, as a sidebar, starting out in a role like that creates incredible um, tenacity mm-hmm. and work ethic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't long term for me. And <clears throat> I always knew that. And so after a few years, I did really well there. Uh, and then moved into uh, an internal recruiting role at a startup freshly, uh, 
help scale that. Um, right. You know, that, that kind of blew up and, and did really well. And that was a fun roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hit a juncture where I said, you know what, I kind of miss the diversity of working across many different clients and many different roles and, and solving mm-hmm. different problems, really, if, if you get kind of underneath it all. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, had a great time there, but decided to join up with a, a good friend of mine and also uh, a fellow nerd in the space uh, who, you know, got really excited about recruiting and, and, and kind of the model uh, and, and kind of the future of recruiting, the model that I, right. I think works really well in recruiting, mm-hmm. uh, which brings me to where I'm at now. Uh, so I'm an engagement manager and leader at uh, Beacon Talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we partner with uh, growth stage organizations to help hire and retain uh, top talent. And, and so I'm really excited about, you know, continuing to work with the, the team and, and, and to build something pretty incredible here. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Hope that wasn't a long intro. (laughs) Well, hey, you know what? Sometimes we need long intros, but I think it was a good insight into how you develop your career. I always feel excited to hear people, you know, who do not just fall in to HR or talent, but have an actual passion from young, because I think that's one of the very big things or very big pet peeves that I have about, you know, if you ask young people generally, what do you want to be when you grow up? No one's talking about wanting to be in HR or in talent, right? I want to be an astronaut. I want to be... <laughs> yeah, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. Well, now it's, I want to be a YouTuber. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to be, be an influencer. I want to be in crypto. Yeah. <laughs> so... Like Caribbean, it's, it's lawyer, engineer, or doctor. So. <laughs> lawyer, engineer, doctor, pretty much like, um, I remember watching, oh my goodness, this is where my knee, where my head goes blank. Like she's a Ni- Nigerian actress and she did oh, yeah. a HBO special and she was, her parents are Nigerian. So she was saying, you know, you're either a doctor, a lawyer or a failure. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. And and our, mm-hmm. our Caribbean, Caribbean parents don't take kindly to the third one. So yeah, we we're not playing with that, you know. Not at all. So Caribbean that, that, parents want to be able to tell their friends. My, oh, my, you know. Don't get me started. My child is a doctor. <laughs> my child is a lawyer. Oh, they're doing this and they're doing that and they're yeah. changing the world. But we can change the world in other ways. So absolutely, I agree. <laughs> I <Yeah>. agree. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, you're not alone. I do remember interviewing. Tim Sackett and he okay. said his mom was in talent oh, so yeah. he grew up with his mom in talent and then he took over the family business wow. so yeah so that's a, um, a really great story as well but yeah to see that you from an early age felt that passion for recruiting helping your friends checking their resumes like <laughs> that really is inspiring and it leads me to ask you in terms of like what can we do better to really help our young people see the importance of picking up these career options as well and also your title right now like i feel that's such a cool title (laughs) probably cooler than than it's (laughs) i mean i think you know that's a great question julie because i think when you're younger Mm -hmm. we're joking but you know, seriously, unfortunately, you, you don't have, uh, unless you are, you know, very much exposed to it, 
a, a, a comprehensive understanding of your, your career opportunities. Yes. And one thing I learned as I developed my career uh, is your career is negotiable. Mm-hmm. Right? And what I mean by that is you, you actually don't have to settle for the finite amount of roles you understand today. Right. Mm-hmm. What, what is a role? Right. Very. You got two HR professionals here talking about organizational yeah. strategy. Yeah. So we're going to get pretty specific. A role is a function that carries out a specific set of responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I've been in opportunities where I've created roles for myself in the past to meet oh. a business need. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think one thing I would encourage the younger generation uh, to, to think about, whether it's HR, or, you know, beyond, um, to think critically about what are the needs of the business or whomever I am serving yes. and what do they actually need yep. and then defining a set of roles and responsibilities mm-hmm. or tasks that I can create to, to execute against, to mm-hmm. drive value. And, and that is really what part of HR does is to organize the many responsibilities and tasks in, in, into a single role that we define as a function. In, in all these things. So I, I think that is what I would I'd encourage your younger generation to do. I like that. Yeah. Especially the making your own roles, because sometimes I think people feel stuck, but at the end of the day, a business exists to make money. Yeah. The answer to shareholders, they're creating mm-hmm. products and services that they really like. But yeah. from a, from a people perspective, they don't always know exactly what they need, right? Absolutely. Sometimes it's what they need in the moment or, or what they want, but it's not yeah. necessarily what they need. And it doesn't take into context the big picture of what you're trying to achieve down the road. And Absolutely. so always trying to get people to see the bigger picture when it comes to resourcing can be yeah. one of those big challenges, right? Of okay, let's look high level, but let's look future and let's forecast. What yeah. do those particular goals that you're trying to achieve look like from a yeah. people resourcing perspective? Absolutely. And, and yeah, and how do I align the needs mm-hmm. of that business or organization or institution uh, with with that scope, right? Yeah. As you call it, of responsibilities I have today. And to your point, mm-hmm. Julie, how does that scope change over a quarter, a year? Exactly. 10 years. And if you're mm-hmm. able to understand that and align those two things, you can get pretty creative with your career. I, you I, definitely I, can. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree with you. You know, because you are such an expert, I got to ask you how you're feeling about all of these different layoffs that have been happening. Yeah. Because I know you're... Really- but I know you're seeing it. <laughs> Listen, someone's got to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> it just happens to be you today. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, to your point about resourcing, and again, you know, is there a way that this could have been prevented? Mm-hmm. If people did this particular thing, one particular thing, what would you say that would have been? That could have mm-hmm. changed the way the outcome of what we saw happening across, especially in the tech space. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great question. And I, I, I want to start with a caveat in that I think we should be very mindful of mm-hmm. the ecosystem we're talking about. So you call right. that tech, right? Yeah. Specifically, which is specifically, I think, a very yes. Context. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what we've seen over the last 12 to 18 months has 
been been an, a very unfortunate, uh, but uh, I'm very thoughtful about where I believe these layoffs are happening. And I think to a certain degree, a lot of it has been siloed to certain industries and, and certain communities, unfortunately. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I would say, you know, I don't think there is one thing, one one thing any specific person, and when I mean person, I mean role, whether you're right. an executive or you're a professional, you're a hiring manager, down to an entry-level employee. Um, I was listening to another podcast the other day, uh, which I'll credit uh, by Alex Ramosi. He's a podcast, mm -hmm. The Game, uh, which is pretty, pretty good. And one thing uh, I think helped put in context or perspective, excuse me, for me, when I think about all the layoffs and having in the state of the job market is understanding that a lot of it is cyclical. Mm -hmm. I think we forget that sometimes in the context yes. of our careers. You know, for example, if I'm Gen Z and I'm coming out of college, right, in 2020 and 2021 or in 2022, and I haven't really experienced a, a job cycle or job market, Right. I'm coming out of 2020 thinking like, wow, like everything's remote. This is awesome. I work virtually. Mm -hmm. I work in my underwear at home. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a 20, I'm getting paid, you know, 20, 30% above market than I thought I would. Right. Cause mm -hmm. that was the market just 18 months ago. Mm -hmm. And then, wow, just a year and a half later, I lost my job. People are telling me I got to go back into the office. I just moved to Florida. What are you talking about? Yeah. Right to enjoy the sun. So I, I think, you know, what, it, it really depends who that one person is. Yes. Because I think you are, many people are experiencing different things. Yes. Um, based on, on what I think one generation you are in. Mm -hmm. um, and then two more specifically, like we mentioned, what um, industry and sector you are in. Yeah. So yeah. All that to say, mm -hmm. I think when you back up and think about the cycle, the phase of the cycle we're in, I think we're still in an upward cycle. Uh, I, I, I try best to educate myself on how the job market works, how the labor market works, how the economy works. And I, I feel confident actually, that with all of what is happening in the macro, we are on pace to recover half a million jobs. Mm -hmm. okay. lost. Uh, we, some sectors are underperforming such as services, Mm -hmm. uh, professional services, including HR, you know, et cetera, uh, whereas some serv uh, functions like manufacturing uh, and, and cybersecurity and healthcare are doing very well, right? And so I think I, I want to collaborate this, uh, combine this with the question you asked earlier, is like, what advice would you give, particularly mm -hmm. now in your career? I think there is more onus, unfortunately, on the professional. Yes. To understand what is going on economically and mm -hmm. shore up their skill set. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, take the right training. Think hard about their career, the longevity of what they do and what leverage they have. Mm -hmm. As you pointed out, unfortunately, the reality is these businesses exist to create output and, and drive and, and uh, make money. Right. Yeah. And so if you think about yourself as a resource, what leverage do I have in the market mm -hmm. and increase your earning power? You can increase your marketability in, in the job market. Yes. Right. Uh, and you can, you know, avert a lot of the layoff risks that mm -hmm. your friends and peers are probably experiencing. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. really goes down to leverage. Yeah. 
And if you think about the leverage you can create in your career, I think you will be in a much better place. Yes. Well said. In a very, well said. Hopefully, hopefully that was well said. I don't, I'll, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens in the comments, but I, I believe exactly. very well said indeed. Tell, tell us what's giving you joy. What's creating excitement for you right now in the talent space? I, I, some of it is is what I mentioned about one. I'm I'm an unusual optimist, mm -hmm. <laughs> so like I think just take that with a grain of salt. I, I kind of get excited uh, where when things feel like they're not going well. Right. It actually goes back to the cycle that I can't. There's only up from here, right? And so I, I would say take that with a grain of salt. That's that's mm -hmm. my personality. Uh, what I'm excited about also as it relates to talent, though, is the playing field, right? Uh, I, I think, you know, sometimes I even myself forget mm -hmm. how large the playing field is for talent and HR professionals, right? Mm -hmm. um, one thing it is that, huge. Right? And I think one thing, you know, if you're not in the space, or you're not in the field, you actually have a very limited understanding of it. Well, HR and talent does like payroll, you pay people taxes, you do compliance, and you hire people, right? But as you saw over the last 18 months, what was the most sought, of, sought after and highest demand role mm -hmm. in the organization? It was the chief people officer. Yeah. And it was the chief diversity officer, mm -hmm. right? And so, and I don't think that's um, happenstance. I, I think we are seeing a shift in today's workforce and era. And the way people work mm -hmm. that is creating a, a higher demand for people professionals because as the organization becomes more complex yes there is going to be a more of a need for people with our skill set mm -hmm. to reduce the complexity and find savings yeah that's just mm -hmm. you know, that's business yes. physics yes <laughs> yes right? <laughs> yes, yes, you are, you are to totally right. You know, I think in a recent survey that I saw um, Gallup do, mm -hmm. they were highlighting like the top five positions that they think will be necessary going into 2023, 2025 yeah. and beyond. And three out of those five roles were HR roles. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and the they were... People analytics, people experience. Yep. Yep. And, and they'll look a lot different in the next mm -hmm. five years too, Julie. Oh, yes. Right? I, you know, I, I think, you know, right now we, we've seen the shift from, let's, in some circles, again, I think predominantly tech, but like traditionally mm -hmm. HR to this people operations nomenclature. Yep. More, more people are starting to use. And mm -hmm. I think we're not even done. No. Right? Your point. No. Right? Yeah, yeah, you know, and so I'm excited. What gets me excited to to, to very pointy that uh, answer your question is I think the playing field um, is larger now for folks like us, and mm -hmm. I also think we have a, a better seat at the table. Right? Yes, uh, and so I'm I'm excited about those two things. Absolutely, I definitely believe that the pandemic really heightened awareness to our value. Mm -hmm. And I also believe that as we think about how the people experience is shifting in the organization and universally, that the requirements yeah. are so much different. Yeah. And 
I remember looking at a chart from McKinsey two yeah. years ago where they were sharing like roles of the future, especially from an HR perspective. And some of them were not that far-fetched. Some of them actually do exist now. And they mm. had predicted them to exist like within tw between 2025 and beyond. Really? Like what I'm curious now. Like, so um, again, our DEI roles, our yeah. chief heads of DEI, yeah. um, when it comes to our analytics and having mm -hmm. those analytic roles being more heightened, but then they had roles around adjusting, you know, career adjusters, helping people adjust to the metaverse, um, mm -hmm. coaches in terms of transitions into different roles, people who can actually chief distraction officers, you know, really? Yeah. So the, like, I need that. I got ADD. So I need a, D <laughs> I, I, need, I need a personal chief distraction officer. <laughs> and then our heads of well-being and the shift of well-being. And so I think as we look at the scope of what an HR team or a people experience team, as I like to call them, yeah. looks like now versus what it's going to look like in the next couple years is going to be a huge change. But I think that a lot of what we're seeing now has been fast forwarded because of COVID. Yes. Because of coming out of the pandemic, because of dealing with the social and political injustices and the economic instabilities that we've seen yeah. from a global perspective has hugely shifted the way HR, HR thinks about people creating people experience. Yeah, now, absolutely. Yeah, and then you you got you hit the nail on the. You're right. It it it's expedited a lot, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so going back to when we think about it in terms of cycles, that cycle, if it was like an eightfold paper, the pandemic yes. basically took the paper and folded it twice over, right? Mm -hmm. and, and now you're experiencing a um a, a hyper cycle, or you're experiencing so much of what would be what we you've probably experienced over a, a, a few years yes and 18 months mm -hmm. like, almost like you're, you're you're entering some kind of uh, unfortunate time warp <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate but necessary yeah I, yeah for sure we could continue this conversation yeah in another episode. Like, I feel yeah. you're going to have to come back and oh, do a please. part two. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to kill your battery if we keep going this way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, what advice would you give to your younger self entering oh, HR for the first time? Oh, man, that's hard. Um, I, I would, it's tough because I truly believe all the things I've learned over mm -hmm. the last, like, let's call it a decade about, um, got me exactly to where I needed to be today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I almost wouldn't want a butterfly affect it, right? And say or touch anything that would change my perspective, even if I ultimately thought it was for the good. Right. <laughs> to, to, you know, um, because mm -hmm. I think what I, understood and, and more importantly probably misunderstood at the time mm -hmm. um were the things i would the lessons i probably needed at that age right, right? like like that was what that was the lesson i needed then mm -hmm. um what i would tell myself to to think about as i enter the hr field uh i'd probably tell myself to a lot of what i talked about earlier in that think about the macro yeah. 
right? I, I think, you know, one thing I thought about is was very, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to enter this role. And then after that, I'm going to do this in five years and had a very regimented way of thinking about it. And, and that's mm-hmm. probably what you have to do, right, when you're yeah. to a certain degree. Um, but I, I think, if anything, while I wouldn't change the course of, of, of my, my career trajectory, mm-hmm. I'd probably save myself a lot of stress. Yeah. <laughs> Quite honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I, would, I would probably tell myself, hey, like, relax. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to kind of zoom out and, and understand what the bigger picture of your industry is. Yeah. So just thinking about my career at the role level. I think mm-hmm. that's thinking at the industry level took me some time. Yes. To, to right like See the big picture the big big picture right now we're talking about economic cycles and all these things and and I so I wasn't considering things like this right at least in the context of my career right I, yeah. how, how are you gonna as a 22 year old gonna think about again it goes back to not having not experienced those those job markets mm-hmm. think about their role as an entry-level recruiter and what it what the heck does that have to do with yeah. inflation being at eight percent? Like, mm-hmm. I just couldn't connect the two. And what does that mean for me in five years? So I just right. like wasn't. I didn't have the maturity or the perspective, rather, yes. to connect those things at that age. And and so I just encourage myself to think bigger, and it would probably save me a lot more stress. Yeah. Nice, nice. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. Yeah. You're a busy man. So tell us what you do to take care of yourself. Um, I I run. I'm a big runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually got a half marathon coming up in, oh. in April, yeah, mm-hmm. late April, uh, which will be fun, which I need to start taking a lot more seriously. <laughs> um, I got that. Um, I write a lot. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm a big, big advocate on writing. Um, I have two journals, mm-hmm. one professional, one personal. Okay. They seem to overlap a lot. So maybe I should <laughs> just consolidate them. Um, but I, I write probably about every night and, and mm-hmm. what I actually started doing recently which helps me kind of think through my very sometimes unorganized uh streams of consciousness is i, I kind of put a bunch of props prompts excuse me on the mm-hmm. back of like my journal mm-hmm. and so now versus trying to like word vomit whatever i'm thinking um mm-hmm. i now at night kind of go to the back of that journal and kind of pick two or three prompts out uh and i'll share a few just so for kind of like yes please you know, yeah, you know, one prompt is, you know, um, how do you feel like you spent your time today? Mm-hmm. Another prompt is, where did you feel anxiety this week? Why? Uh, and, and another prompt is, what do you want to get done in 100 years? Mm-hmm. Right. So I use these prompts to kind of um, I kind of ask myself these questions. Tough yeah. Question, uh, so that at least I'm thinking about I'm thinking about things in a way that enforces behavior I want to see in myself. Right. Because if you don't ask yourself certain questions, you can't influence your behavior. True. So it's True. almost like me conditioning myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, journaling, journaling and running. Running. Is a big one. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm a big movie buff. So I've, I'll probably, I, although I unfortunately don't have a ton of time for movies, I, I, I used to a lot more, obviously. But uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I, can, I still quote favorite movies all day. I speak in in one line. So I, um, if, if, I, if I don't have the energy to run or write, I'll plop myself on the couch and, and watch a movie. Open, yeah, pop open a, a oldie. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, that brings me to my next question. Like, what are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think our audience would appreciate? 
Yeah. I mean, you know, I I listen to Julie Turney, of course, Rita Sandal. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. HR leader. Um, thank you. I get a lot of advice from her podcast. Um, you know, I, I outside of, of, you know, articles about HR, um, like, for example, um, I follow the RPL Recruitment Process Outsourcing Association, Trade Association. I follow, okay. you know, Staffing Industry Analysts, SIA. Uh, so I, I try to get a lot of resources that provide me, like, market and industry mm-hmm. intelligence. Uh, anything tactical as it relates to HR and talent, I, I just right. call up someone, right? I'll call up Julie, right? I'll, I'll call up someone and, mm-hmm. and, and ask them their perspective because you right. can't, nothing takes away from, from um, you know, more uh, lived experiences, training yeah. notes on lived experiences. But other than that, I don't try to do any third-party reading on what people are experiencing because it's, it's yeah, very yeah. Um, other than those, I, I I do listen to a lot of business podcasts because again, mm-hmm. like, I I I love business mm-hmm. as much as I love my role, right? And mm-hmm. So I do my role in service of the larger mission and vision of businesses. Um, and I think HR, funny enough, are the bit the biggest business builders, right? Everything mm-hmm. we have to do. Is core to the business. People, systems, processes. That's yes. a business. Um, so I listen to folks like I mentioned earlier, Alex Hermosi. Um, mm-hmm. He has a really good podcast. I listen to um, um, The Crazy Ones, uh, which is uh, um, Morning Groove podcast, which is really mm-hmm. good. Uh, I, I, I listen to, uh, and, and I sometimes listen to like New York Times and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Larger, but other than that, yeah, it's it's mostly around what is happening in the world, what industry intelligence can I get, mm-hmm. and or other great business people I respect thinking about business. Nice, yeah. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, I absolutely. like that. This. Yeah. So the big question for you, yes. Anthony: What is the biggest misconception about human resources that really bothers you that you want to set the record straight on right here, right now, and it could be just specific to recruiting mm-hmm. talent management yeah. what's the biggest one i'm not a therapist no <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding I, I, not not in my 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 own my own will um mm-hmm. i i mean i would say one misconception that i think not necessarily a misconception but a misunderstanding is that yeah. to our points earlier like I think people don't understand the the many layers of our function, right? Yeah. Like, I've I've had friends who reach out to me for like, hey, like, the uh, I what's the I'm, I'm I'm I feel like I'm wrongfully being like um, fired or something. Like, what can I do yeah. about it? Like, mm-hmm. I, dude, I I have no idea. I don't <laughs> no, I don't know. Those... <laughs> Um, unemployment law, so I have no uh-huh. idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there is, um, from the outside looking in, this very flat understanding of HR, and that yeah. all human resources professionals have a singular skill set, or, mm-hmm. or all these skill sets. Oh yeah, so that's just not true. Um, right. You know, I I am very good at a very small intersection of of HR. Right. And and I then there's a lot more that I don't know about HR than, mm-hmm. than I do, and I think that's the biggest misconception. Yeah, I like yeah. that one. Yeah, that is so true. 
because I think there's so many times people come to you and they think, okay, it's HR, it's an HR situation. Therefore you should know the answer. Right. But if I am an HR analyst, yeah. I'm not focusing on, or to your point in talent management, I'm not yeah. focusing on employment no idea. issues, right? <laughs> exactly. Like I tell people all the time, my key focus is people experience. Yeah. So you can ask me anything about engagement, building cultures. Right. You could even ask me things about DEI. But right. when it comes to you know, labor relations. I might know a little bit because I worked in the generalist space for a little bit, but I don't know what's new and up and coming. And, and I, yeah. even I have HR people that I constantly rely on when it comes to those issues who I pick oh, up the yeah. phone and call. Yeah, absolutely. You got to get me in touch with them. So I, I, <laughs> I could sound, start sounding smarter, right? <laughs> because I have no idea, right? It's like, it's like, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. have HR people in your corner that know stuff that you don't know that can help round you out, right? Yes. That's, yes. that's, yeah. So it's not like stuff that you're going to pull on every single day because it's not the stuff you work with. Like I said, right. for me, engagement, culture, those things are my 100% my jam. Ask me anything about those things. Yeah. Team building, agile HR, ask me anything about those things. Yeah. Coaching HR professionals and helping them round out their skills. Yeah. You got me hands down. And the moment <laughs> you start to tackle me with those, you know, especially labor, um, LA laws. Yes, and all, and all that kind of. No, no, I'm sorry. It's like, what? I'm sorry. No. And I get all those questions from a global context. So people. Which come is, at me that's even harder and ex <laughs> like you really expect me to know what what the labor laws look like in australia or south africa you know you've been to australia like what are you what are you talking about <laughs> i you know what maybe if i spent some time in australia and maybe i should make that one of my remote working um locations one yeah. year who knows but do it, do it. that's what, the, what that's yourself julie what what uh what are, what are for you are you, you kind of is, is kind of one of the biggest misconceptions kind of you. That really bothers me. Yeah. Oh, my big, one of my biggest pet peeves is, you know, that when it comes to HR, we, we don't know, we are not business people. And that's not true. Mm. We are business people, right? Yes. And almost tied to that, you're not business people, so you don't deserve a seat at the table. You, you are a cost center and that's it. That bothers me to no end because I can create and I actually have like a standard template of showing you how I save the company money, how mm. I help the company make money. When I retain talent, that probably comes to me and is not coming to a manager and saying, listen, I want to leave in here. This place yeah. is crazy. This stuff is happening. <laughs> and I'm the one saying to that person, you know, we really value you. We really need yeah. you. This may be just a moment. Let's try to mediate this and see if we can find a happy medium. Or when people are saying they don't feel challenged and you find ways to get them engaged or challenged, oh, yeah. instead of them moving on, now you've helped them to, you've helped to retain the talent. When I'm conducting state interviews more than I'm conducting exit interviews, <laughs> hello. Yeah. When your attrition rate drops, yeah. Hello, you know when I'm saving oh, you yeah. money from being sued for foolishness. That, <laughs> for foolishness, you know, and I said, yeah, literally for foolishness. Um, all of those things are ways that I help the company to, you know, save money. When I create 
pipelines out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? That one I can relate to. When you're on when you understand your business so intricately that you are able to go into the rest of the world, see what's happening and create pipelines based on case studies or you know other points of references from your brain and as a someone with ADHD who thinks constantly and deeply about things yeah. sometimes we come up with the most creative stuff oh when yeah it comes to building and creating talent so when we're doing all of those things don't tell me we are not business focused oh yeah don't do that to me yeah. don't do that to me that's that's a good one. I should put that up in, in, on my because I, I think again, if we've learned anything over the last eighteen months, is how invaluable mm-hmm. the people function is, yes, right, and how core it is to any business to, mm-hmm. to, to be able to thrive, right? Like absolutely, I would think about any any good, well built mm-hmm. people function as the core foundation, mm-hmm. right? Again, absolutely. you think about any business, there is there is a the key class functions, right? There's HR, sales, marketing, finance. Yeah. So finance typically, you know, rolls into operations and in, in mm-hmm. standard organization, but you literally can't have an organization that you, does not know how to hire people. Exactly. Right? So exactly. I, I, I agree with that 100%. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. That, that was a good refresher or reminder. Thank people. you. I'm glad I was able to give you that. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, you have survived your time. You have. It went quickly too, but yes, you definitely have to come back. You're more than welcome for us to continue this conversation because I feel like there's a lot we did not unpack that we need to unpack. Oh, yeah. Anytime. You're welcome back. We're going to collaborate on a series, Julie. Sounds good. (laughs) Sounds good. I like a good collaboration. Yeah. Can you tell our audience where they can find you on social media if they want to connect, ask you questions about talent and engagement? Absolutely. I'm on LinkedIn, um, just, just LinkedIn.com. What's the slash in slash, I think, Lewis7393. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. seldom on Twitter, but on Twitter, right. nonetheless, ranting. Uh, my handle is uh, Talent Barista. Okay. So like, kind of Starbucks start Talent Barista. Okay. Because um, I serve talent hot. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, I like I that. Twitter and, and those are probably the two platforms I'm also on. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I will you include those. Reach out? Yeah, I'm, I'm also on um, email anthony at beacontalent.it. So. Awesome. I will include those in the comments Perfect. for our audience. Thank you so much. Wishing you all the best and all the best on your marathon. Thank you. I need it. Yes, I'm sure you'll do well. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, Julie. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me for this episode of HR Sound Off. I hope that you found it useful. You can find this and all other episodes of HR Sound Off on all major podcast platforms. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, you name it, we're there. Remember, HR Sound Off is created by HR professionals for HR professionals. If you would like to share your story, then reach out to us and let us know. Make sure to hit the notification bell and subscribe to HR Sound Off on YouTube as well as Podbean. And we'll see you again when we next sound off.